0: Welcome to the Rhodes Community Podcast, a podcast series that gives a glimpse into the journey of being a Rhodes scholar, whether that means settling into Oxford or finding ways to create a community despite navigating a global pandemic. We will be speaking about an array of topics, but first we will begin by introducing ourselves. My name is Manpreet Diol, my Rhodes identifier is Prairies and Keybull 2020. I'm a mechanical engineer studying at the Oxford Internet Institute in Social Sciences of the Internet.
1: Hi, I'm Azatya Aspola, and my roots identifier is Malaysia and St. Hilda's 2020, and I am a student in the Master's in International Health and Tropical Medicine.
2: And I am Anish Kavande, India and Bracenose 2020, studying a Master's in Intellectual History.
0: Today's topic is rediscovering Oxford. Although many of us haven't experienced what others might say is a normal Oxford experience, there has been a certain charm to the quieter and more intimate aspects of the university and the city. So today's conversation will cover some of the exciting finds that scholars have taken advantage of. To kick this off, how were your first few weeks in Oxford?
1: My first few weeks was actually really lovely because I think when we came, it was spring, right? And the canals were still going, people were still like, what's the thing called? Punting? Yeah, that thing, the thing with the stick. Yeah. Um, And I just had a grand time because unlike you guys, I did not have to quarantine because Malaysia was on the travel corridor. So it was just lovely. Um, but yeah, it's, I was just taken aback by how beautiful Oxford was. It was exactly sort of like all these Harry Potter fantasies I've built in my head growing up. So that was nice to walk through the streets and experience that in person.
2: You know, Azati, I watched that weather fly by me in the 14 days that I was indoors. It was honestly just me sitting here and realizing that the weather's beautiful outside right now and slowly watching it become rainy and by the end of my 14th day spring was officially over and we were in bad weather so i do not share your optimism about discovering oxford when it was looking very pretty but what that did force me to do was enjoy every single day of sun that came after that and uh, pick up cycling i think I realized that you get less wet if you are cycling uh, than you would if you were walking. And that motivated me to get on a cycle.
1: But I've also realized that I get more breathless when I'm cycling than when I'm walking. And my face gets colder.
2: (laughs) That's why masks help. I was putting, this is really funny, but I saw a lot of people doing this, so I don't feel judged. But I was, like, keeping my mask on sometimes while cycling, not because of COVID, because you don't really need it while cycling, but mainly because it was cold. And maybe they're going to invent some cool new, like, cycling masks where we won't feel cold on our faces.
0: Or like a waterproof mask.
2: Manthreeth, you ask for too much.
0: You know, with, like, a a hydrophobic coating. The engineer, come, come engineer, yes. the only reason I say this is because I feel like I have to challenge your statement there. I've gotten soaked riding my, my bicycle across Oxford. But I mean, I didn't compare it to, I probably would have gotten even more soaked <laughs> walking. But oh boy, the the rain sometimes is just relentless. I come from Vancouver though, so we're on the west coast of Canada and we get a lot of rain. So I definitely packed packed quite a few rain raincoats and uh, rain boots in my suitcase. But I guess, yeah, the first few weeks, boy, Azadi, I am so envious. I think, like I mentioned before in in last episode, it was dystopian for me. You know, I'd get this knock at my door with food delivered. I wasn't allowed to go outside for any fresh air. So it was definitely playing Tetris in my room on how I could stay active and which spots I could lay down a a yoga mat to to stay active and get my heart rate, you know, up because I was just in my bed or at my desk trying to find something to do because i think it was just built up to this moment of coming to oxford and it was i had all these grand ideas yet i was very static for 14 days in my room and but i think you know those whatsapp chats and those some of those online hangouts gave something to look forward to each day to meet new people and to connect with everyone else you know who was going through it or at least some of us who had to quarantine from from places um, around the world and those of us who had to kind of go through that but is there a particular activity or place whether virtually or in person that you've enjoyed at Oxford and that might have been either an unconventional find or something that you stumbled upon that you want to share
1: well I don't think it's a particular sort of place that I read, like have been particularly special but I guess the canal is beautiful but I'm just thinking of like tidbits of moments in time that it's been special for me like that one day we had a snow day oh my God, that one snow day was beautiful. Like I woke up and I just had to check myself like, is that snow? Is it finally snowing? So I was just out of my bed, put on my winter stuff, looking cute, ready to take photos, went outside to see some friends. So that was truly, truly magical, that one snow day. Like Oxford in the winter snow was just oof, gorgeous.
2: Yeah, I think for me, it's it's been... It's been a particular place, actually, also introduced to me by another road Scholar, introduced to me by Marcus, actually, uh, which is Bagley Wood. So Bagley Wood is a 15 to 18-minute cycle from High Street. And I had never imagined that you could get to a literal forest that soon from a place that has housing. And it was magical. We just sort of cycled there, uh, popped our bikes, locked them up, and walk through this incredible wood, and it was uh, it was fall, so the entire floor was red and yellow, and it was just stunning. And that made me realize that hey, you know this this place is really beautiful, and you can get to a lot very very quickly.
0: I remember Anish, she posted the photo of the leaves changing color on your Instagram story, <laughs> and I think I proceeded to you know, so context, I guess, every Sunday, you know, I, would we had this group of friends and we'd go cycling. And so we'd find a different spot every Sunday for a few weeks there while it was safe to do so to visit somewhere, somewhere new. And I remember, back to you, Anish, your Instagram story, I saw that Begley Woods, and it was just so gorgeous that I had to propose that as our cycling uh, adventure. And boy, was it gorgeous. And I think it speaks to kind of the beauty of Oxford in that even though sometimes it can feel like a small bubble when you're in the city. If you cycle, you know, 10 or 15 minutes out in basically any direction, you'll hit amazing forests, amazing green areas and spaces. And it really makes it seem like you've really traveled somewhere new. And it can be awesome to get away from, you know, school and other kind of anxieties related to Oxford and studying as a student. But that's very, very exciting. Azadi, have you been able to cycle or visit any of these green spaces?
1: I don't think I've cycled to a green space. I oftentimes cycle to class and I have to go up this hill called Morrell Avenue and it is the death of me. Um, but I do walk a lot to the parks. I do enjoy green spaces. I always um, try to find a new route to run whenever I go running. So the next thing um, I want to go visit is Hittington Hill. And apparently my lecturer told me up the hill, like all these purple—I think geraniums. I—I I don't know flowers, but these purple flowers are covering the top of the hill, and it's gorgeous. And I just want to see that, because looking at all these beautiful flowers popping up for spring has been beautiful, and I want to see more of that.
0: That Headington Hill is brutal. You think you're at the top, and you're not at the top, and you have, you know, a steep incline ahead, and it's just—it seems never ending. But once you're at the top. The view is great of the city. So if anyone is looking um, for a good workout and a view of
1: the city, bike up the Headington Hill. Um, On the topic of rediscovering Oxford, I was just wondering if you guys have any like interesting finds of Oxford because I've had a couple of those. So um, sharing a story, I was meeting with a friend who's um, working in Oxford and he's part of this really interesting parkour Oxford group. So, and they have these stickers. I don't know whether I can divulge the name of the organization, but anyways, they have these stickers with the name of the group. And this is like around Oxford. And if you see that sticker, it means that that's an entry point. So you can stop climbing up from there. And I find that absolutely magical. Just a bunch of people just climbing all these Oxford buildings in the middle of the night at 2, 3 a.m. So that has been, that is so cool. I find it amazing.
2: Putting us on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> I just, how does one compete with your find? My find is very silly. Mine is a Handlebar Cafe, which is a really cute cafe, um, which serves, I'm very basic, and I'm going to regret saying this, but the best avocado toast in Oxford, sue me, (laughs) just sue me. But you know, I, I get right. It's a pandemic. Like, we get to have nice things right now, even if for a little bit. But yes, Handlebar Cafe. Going back to the cycling theme, it's got cycles on, like hanging from its ceilings, and cycle paths everywhere, and uh, serves phenomenal avocado toast.
0: I think cafe hopping has been has been the vibe this the last few months. You know, finding new places to go. I haven't visited Handlebar, but I you know I've heard good things about it, and I love avocado toast, so (laughs) I'll have to I'll have to visit it. But if you love if you have a sweet tooth, because I have a major sweet tooth. Barefoot Cafe um, in northern in the north part of Oxford is absolutely amazing they have freshly baked cakes cupcakes beignets and it is divine I think I've tried something new every time I've been and like I'm definitely that's going to be one thing I'm going to miss when I have to leave Oxford eventually is is their stuff so if you haven't checked it out definitely go visit
1: no, I agree. Barefoot Cafe, also their rainbow lattes, I think, are amazing. They have like green rainbow and they have like this weird thing called beetroot latte. I know it sounds gross, but try it. It's amazing. Um, but also like another random find that I've realized in Oxford is down. If you're at Broad Street, right, and at the, the roundabout at Broad Street, you look at the building right there and you look at a top window panel in the middle one, you will see a tiny camera. It's weird because what it is is actually it's live streaming Broad Street. You can literally, it's on YouTube and it's been there for since 2016. So that's a tiny camera on Broad Street, just live streaming the street. So if you're there and you see the camera and you just walk a bit and you open a YouTube, you will see yourself. I love, I live for these like quirky tidbits.
2: Next FaceTime session with your family, be like, log into this link and watch me say hello to you on this massive camera.
0: I feel like we also can have this episode with, you know, speaking about the student life and, you know, what students do is go to the library. And I think that's been one really amazing thing that I've discovered at Oxford. I didn't actually think I'd spend this much time in a library, to be frank. I thought I'd be socializing with friends and being outdoors. But given the nature of the pandemic, I've been able to visit some of the different libraries. And I think my favorite so far is Duke Humphrey's. It's this medieval library, you have to pack your, all your you know, your laptop, your books into a bag, a clear bag, no food or drink and take it in because the security is very high. And all the books are alarmed because they're from, you know, the 15th century. So it's but when you're in there, it just feels like you're in Harry Potter or you're in this whole other world studying. I don't know if you've been able to visit.
1: No, you're actually not wrong in saying you feel like Harry Potter because one of the scenes in Harry Potter was actually shot there. So it is absolutely gorgeous. Another, you know, another library that I've been enjoying is the Oxford Union Library. Um, my, my, my program gives us a membership for the Oxford Union as well. So their library in there is absolutely gorgeous. So if you're a member or if you think of being a member, I highly recommend, it's really nice.
2: And I love my college library. And as any of you who have seen my Instagram will know, I spend most of my time there. And it is literally why I chose my college, because it has a beautiful, beautiful library that is open 24-7. And as somebody who is never awake in time, you saw this with the first episode, um, I cannot be at a library before 10pm, and none of the Oxford libraries have slots for that time. So you'll find me at the Brazenos College Library, 10pm to... 4, 5, 6 (laughs) AM with my can of Red Bull before a deadline, thoroughly enjoying my time at Oxford and clicking very aesthetic selfies while I'm at it. So 100% agree, the libraries are the reason I'm here.
0: To wrap this up, what are you most looking forward to? If social distancing protocols are removed, when it is safe to hang out with friends and places begin to reopen?
1: Honestly, I'm looking forward to hanging out at my friends' colleges. I want to look at the other colleges. I haven't been able to explore like Christchurch or nose. I haven't been able to look at what's like inside. So I want to be able to um, go to my friends' colleges and just see what it's like in their faces and explore.
2: 21st June, nightclubs opening. Plush, iconic queer nightclub in Oxford. We're going, all of you, you are now part of this this trip. Yes, I, I love Oxford. I love this conversation about reconnecting with nature. I love this about discovering small things and small joys. But I was born for a city life and I will have it. And so, 21st June, fingers crossed, we're all vaccinated. Boris's plan is going through us as expected. And we will be finally exiting this pandemic with a dance because, boy, it's been a while since we've danced.
0: Needless to say, although there won't be any shortage of activities and events in a post-pandemic Oxford, there might be hobbies that we have picked up or places that we have discovered or new discoveries yet to be had, which will definitely hold close to us as forever reminders of this odd but also rewarding period of our lives. So thank you for joining us.